psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power, but we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. New episode of Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli, of course, I think. <laughs> I'm not so certain about anything anymore. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I released a podcast episode, and I guess that's what I'm sort of going to talk about in this solo cast. Um, so welcome, if you're new to the show, this is Mike Adelic. Um I got a lot of shows with great guests, interesting guests. I also have a lot of solo podcasts. Um, so if solo casts aren't your thing, then you can go and check out one of the uh, guest conversations I've had or go listen to another show or something. I don't know. There's a lot of good shows out there. Um, uh, thank you to everyone uh, who listens to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. Thank you. We have 109 five-star reviews on iTunes, which is incredible. Very amazing. Uh, so thank you for that. Thanks for all of your messages that you send. Um, I, I usually try and respond immediately. Uh, people that send me messages on Instagram, Facebook, people that email me. Uh, thank you. Uh, thanks to uh, Benjamin, uh, Muhammad, Leah, Heidi, Joe, uh, Haley. Um, a few other people that uh, I actually don't know your names. I just know your Instagram handles, and I don't have that in front of me. So thank you. Uh, thank you for your messages, your kind words. Um, Clint, thank you, Clint. Clint, you are the man. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and thanks to everybody who uh, supports the show on Patreon at uh, www.patreon.com slash Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C. Thank you to uh, Adam and uh, Zachary. Thank you so much, Zachary. You are a producer of this show. You're all producers of this show who support this show on Patreon. Um, and I always say, you can go to Patreon and you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And whenever someone goes there and far exceeds that donation suggestion, uh, that means a lot. So thank you. I feel very Wayne's World when that happens. Just, uh, I am not worthy. We're not worthy. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe, maybe listeners of this show might be thinking, longtime listeners of this show might be thinking, geez, w what's up? Like, he hasn't released a, a new podcast in almost a month. And that is true. Uh, I've, been, I've been sort of out of rhythm, out of sync. and. I recorded actually, 
maybe five episodes uh, that I've deleted. I've sat down and I went to go record and it just wasn't, I just wasn't hitting the same stride that I, I felt like I was hitting before. Um, before I went down to the Amazon and was working with ayahuasca for three months and was out of the country for about four months and then have come back. And now I'm in this, this integration period. I've been going through this integration, this integration of, you know, uh, these big profound psychedelic experiences working with ayahuasca, the, the the revelatory nature and the enlightening nature of, if you want to use those kinds of words, um, you know, whatever it is, the insights that you gain, the, the clarity that you see, uh, it's work. It's, it's work that comes up. You know, it's like an old a closet in your house that you just shove things in and you forget about it. And then one day you're like, you know what, let's open this closet. Well, when you decide to open the closet, you're like, okay, well, there, you know, there might be shit that's just paw, you know, pouring out here and falling on the floor. Now you got to do the work to pick that stuff up, organize it, decide what you want to keep, get rid of, sell, uh, whatever, you know? And that's, that's what happens when, when people engage in, in deep, profound, ceremonial um, work with, with serious intentions of healing and improving. It, it really is work. I mean, there's no, there's no way to get around it, you know? I mean, um, there's psychedelic experiences you, that you could have that are just fun. You can get high and you could just have fun, and that's cool too. But, you know, for people like me, like my, my intention was to go down there and, and improve myself, to learn more about myself, to, you know, be a better person. And coming back was, was a, a sort of a jarring experience, you know, being living in, in community with, with people who are deeply passionate about improving themselves and healing themselves and learning and doing work on themselves, people that are connecting in these really deep personal ways, opening up to complete strangers that then become like family, you know, sitting and having a ritual of sitting in ceremony and, you know, being connected to the earth and the land and this ancient tradition, this wisdom, um, and, and having these amazing direct experiences that there were, you know, that were then left to like interpret and, and share if we'd like with other people to then coming back to a society that does not in its mainstream structures, uh, foster this kind of, uh, this kind of behavior, this kind of way of living, you know, this, this reality is, is constructed in a completely different way in terms of what it allows and what it exposes and, and what people are um, encouraged to seek and, and be. And so I've been going through a sort of up and down. It's been like a roller coaster uh, for me. And I know the last episode I talked about depression and society and my personal struggles and these sorts of things. And this, in a way, is going to be sort of like a part two maybe to that and, and just trying to to do what I think that a lot of people tune into this show and, and a lot of people that message me tell me that that I do well, I guess, or that they get value from, and that is just being completely honest and open about what's going on. And, and so, you know, 
many of you might think, oh, well, that's that's easy because I do that on the show a lot. But every time I release a podcast episode where I'm just kind of being totally open and exposing my shadow side and letting things out and, and being, you know, completely just letting you know everything that's going on with me at like the most true level, it's nerve wracking as hell. I release that and I'm like, fuck, what, it, what, in, what am I saying? What, who's going to want to listen to this? Am I just complaining? Like, what, what is going on here? What, there's just all this, you know, my whole life, I've always been creative and I've always created things. And there's, I wish that I could tap into that frequency more. And I'm trying to tap into that frequency more. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a combination, like the, my whole life of, of creativity is a combination of like, crippling self-doubt, judgment, uh, narcissism, arrogance, all of the all of these things, fear, worry, anxiety, paranoia, depression, and then like 20% of bursts of creativity sometimes where something just bursts out and I'm in this flow state and I can really create things and it seems effortless. It seems effortless to do that. But a lot of the time I'm just mired in this in this self-doubt and criticism and judgment and you know I've been go- I've been going to that place quite a bit m- my whole life so it's 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 an easy access point the the gateway to the dark side is open and it's a familiar comfortable place for me so it's very it's very inviting it's very seductive it's very luring the power and the passion of the of the dark side the, the shadow you know it's it's very luring to to go into that place right and for me, what's been happening is I've been living in this great, I was living in this great community with these, with this great experience. And I, I guess if, if you're, if you, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you sort of know where I stand in terms of my view upon reality and, and what's going on. And I just think that, you know, like my soul is completely nourished when I'm living in that sort of environment. I don't feel connected and nourished and um, healthy when I'm back in this Western environment that we, that we call modern civilization in the Western world and America, you know, this, this place that I'm in right now, I feel very disconnected, isolated. Um, and that's sort of the way that the, the structure is designed is to create, you know, division and isolation and, and fear. And then it runs off of that. It's this machine that, that is fueled by those feelings and, keeping us plugged in and being afraid to unplug and escape or making it really, really difficult to do so. And so, you know, I think human beings are naturally more designed to live more in harmony with their environments and not against them and more in harmony with each other and not against each other and, you know, more collaborating with each other in communities of like-minded individuals that are, you know, deeply connected and sharing and opening up and, you know, just enjoying life, enjoying this one life that we know that we have for certain, why not try and, you know, do whatever we can to, to live in a situation that produces the, the most optimal human experience. You know, it's like we are these experience machines that can experience all these range of emotions and, uh, and, and states of bliss and ecstasy. It's like, why not strive for that all the time, right? It doesn't have to be this side separate thing. Um, and so, so that there's this, like, there's this split, this division that happens and, 
I'm back in in this world now. And so it's been a it's just been rough because I'm noticing being plugged back into this world. I'm noticing that you know, as I sort of look out at the landscape of of the world today, I I become sort of depressed. I become, you know, and I talked about this in the last show. And that's like the first, you know, foot in the door to the dark side, right? It's like you're going, you're going down that, that road. And for me, it's like it feels comfortable. It feels familiar. And then I start doing things that we all do that we might not, you know, talk about. We don't showcase to the world or we don't admit. Um, you know, the persona is that, that smiling face that we show to the whole world. But then there's that shadow side, that unconscious that we sort of ignore or we don't share so much. And, you know, not to be, I don't want this show to be like a downer. Uh, you know, maybe last episode wasn't as upbeat, but, you know, and I'm not, but my job here isn't necessarily to make my, you know, make myself or make you guys just feel good. You know, I think there's a, we're living in a world right now where there's a lot of like so-called spiritual gurus and inspiration, motivational coaches and these sorts of people posting, you know, quotes on Instagram and all this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, these books, 10 ways to get going and be a badass and go fuck yourself. I'm going to, you know, take charge of my life or whatever they're called. And, uh, it's a lot of this stuff that doesn't have really like deep resonating uh, power, lasting power that imp- impacts you at like a philosophical level. It's more of just this shallow surface level junk food, feel good, feel good kind of stuff, you know? I mean, and not to discredit all of it. I mean, I love, I love a good quote too, but I'm just talking about the the overall sort of a uh, larger scope of the, of the way that I see things being presented. It just seems that we're all just trying to sort of make ourselves feel good. And, and these sorts of things, even if they're spiritual, even if they're well-meaning, even if they're full of love and light and bliss, can also be a forms of materialism, forms of distraction, forms of, um, you know, creating, su- you know, superiority, and then which creates division, you know, we're right, you're wrong, you know, this sort of thing. Um, we're more noble, we're more, more moral, you know, I'm more enlightened than you. My ego is smaller than yours. Like I, you know, this sort of way of thinking. And I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, immune to that, that way of thinking at all. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I never claim on this show to be any sort of like enlightened person or or anything i mean i think for the majority that i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) you know like that's where that self-doubt and criticism comes in but i i think that's really you know i think it's healthy it's healthy to have maybe maybe i should have less of that than necessary but it's it's healthy to have some of that so you can really keep yourself in line so you're not you know developing into a megalomaniac think that you're the next rajneeshi but uh but i i'm not i'm not you know i'm not immune to to these to these things and you know like i said like i, I you know i don't know what i am anymore you know i used to i used to be a comedian you know i used to be i don't do stand up anymore um you know 
I used to be a part of this other podcast where I sort of really felt like I had, you know, I was like plugged into the the daily workings, you know, talking about politics twice a week. And, you know, I was sort of more plugged in and I that sort of develops an identity. You know, I'm not a, a professor or an author or an intellectual or an academic in any way at all. So it, it, there's this level of self-doubt. It's just like, well, I'm just this guy who's like talking. You know, I, I don't know. I'm a guy who's communicating his experience. Um, so a- anything that I say, I mean, it's just, I mean, please always question everything, you know, do your own research, um, you know, listen to your own inner authority, I think is the key with everything, no matter who it is, no matter if it's a well-published author, a spiritual teacher, a, a you know, someone, uh, some figure in history that we, we praise, never take away your own power of your own, of discernment and authority and skepticism and belief and faith. Like, that's, that's really, really important, you know, to always maintain that center. Because everything, no matter what, is susceptible to groupthink and dogma and, you know, all kinds of, of different uh, traps that we that we fall in, and one of the traps that I fall in is the trap of, and I have to figure out how to sort of do this to to integrate my my dark side, my shadow more, um, and doing this podcast might be one of those ways to do that, because I'm going to talk about some things that that I I don't know that I that I I guess was. F- unaware of or that I was that I didn't know that I didn't know you know and that really comes out of arrogance right I mean this idea that uh you know for instance like well I'm not afraid of anything I I don't I don't have any fear you know and for the for a while I kind of I kind of like entertained that idea where I was like well do what, what fear really do I have? And then I would kind of go down, I would, you know, sit with that. Whenever you have these sorts of feelings for me, these ideas, these feelings that come up, I'm always like, all right, well, let me sort of investigate them. Sometimes, sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm so arrogant that I'm like, well, I, that's certainly not true. I, I, I know, I know, you know, I, I do, I do work. I, I read, I research, I'm, I'm pretty aware of what's going on. Um, and so one of the, one of the biggest, I guess, fears for me right now is releasing a, was releasing a podcast because I recorded like five podcasts and I deleted them because I'm like, what am I, what am I saying? You know, I, I had these ideas of, of topics that I wanted to talk about. I've been couple books that I've been reading recently are Carl Jung's The Undiscovered Self, which is, I mean, I read that a, like a couple months ago, but man, it is just a mind blow. Every paragraph is just like a masterpiece. That guy is, is phenomenal. And, uh, Jordan Peterson, um, Alan Watts, Noam Chomsky, um, who else? Uh, Neil Postman, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Aldous Huxley, uh, 
the list goes on. A couple other other people, but I've been really I've been investigating. Richard Dolan is another one. Um, the I, I don't know what what he would call himself. The UFOologist. He's more about secrecy and 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 other things. If you don't know Richard Dolan, he's awesome. Uh, highly recommend him. But but I'm like, okay, so I had this experience. I come back into this world, and you know, there's there's this like, I guess the, the way that I'm looking at things, the way I'm seeing things, um. For example, like I'll be on Instagram and I'll be scrolling through Inst- and I deleted all my social media apps off my phone because I felt like they were be becoming too addictive. But my my niece and my nephew are always my my uh, my sister in law is always posting pictures on Instagram, so I kind of wanted to keep it for that. So I re-downloaded it and I have it on my phone. But I noticed I, I'm still scrolling around, and with that scrolling, I'm I'm just I'm just judging people, just judging and judging you know, criticizing and it it comes out of this sort of this view, this arrogant sort of view of like, well, I went away and I did this deep, profound healing work. And now I come back into this society where every, everywhere I look, it just looks like people are giving into the, to the lowest form of intelligence possible to just being dumbed down and, and loving it and enjoying it. You know, just all, you know, I look at a video gets like some you know stupid video that gets like a million a million hits or whatever and then here i am trying to talk about things that i find to be very important to the human condition to to developing the individual to looking at the larger frameworks of how we collectively make uh, agreements uh, on how to form uh bonds with each other and in, in institutions and these sorts of things and yeah, like I said, I'm not like this credentialed person that has all this expertise, but I'm just a guy who's observing things and communicating them. And there's this 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 kind of like hatred that comes in when I see just the plethora of just stupidity out there. And and even that is sort of a judgment for me to to label these people as being stupid, right? Because then I'm feeling superior. I'm feeling like, okay, well, I'm morally superior. I'm more enlightened. I know more than these people. Everybody else is just dumb. But, it, but it, you know, and this, is, and this is one of the reasons why I, I was unable to release a podcast because normally I think I would be able to maybe talk about sort of, well, here's what's wrong. Here's what's going on. You know, we, we need to start doing this or that or whatever. And then I had this question of like, well, is are they, or or am I, or, is, or am I just like being, you know, an idiot? And so I'm questioning a lot of like my own beliefs. I'm questioning a lot of things that I used to think were rock solid. Like I was like, you know, this is this is the correct moral philosophy. This is the correct uh, perspective, you know, that I really kind of securely believed in. Now I'm questioning everything. I am. I'm just questioning everything because what you know what is the objective here really right i mean in my mind i'm thinking that the whole reason why i i started down this path of getting interested in psychedelics and just kind of educating myself and learning more and reading a lot of uh philosophy and um 
you know, being being involved in in libertarian philosophy, which is kind of, you know, very different than what a lot of people learn, but what I found to be actually pretty simple to follow and and something that makes sense. Um, you know, not necessarily the politics and what we see on television, the stupid Gary Johnson and these idiots. Um, but the philosophy itself, you know, which is boils down to basically don't hurt people and don't take their things. I mean, I think we would all agree agree with that. And in that rawest form, that's where I stand, you know. And and with that liberty, that's it's it's crucial, you know. And I see this loss of liberty happening, this loss of like uh, of of you know, I'm seeing it in myself. Like I'm seeing this sort of play out in my own life where I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm succumbing to the fear system, the fear paradigm. I'm succumbing to the judgment and the criticism. I'm succumbing to all these things, you know. I'm becoming like the hater who's jealous and resentful and bitter. And right there, man, that is the path to the dark side. Because that dark that that dark side energy starts going, yeah, you're right. It's all fucked. Just let's just cause some massive chaos and burn this motherfucker down, and we'll start over, baby. We'll make a whole new world, baby. It's it. Just fucking destroy yourself, man. <laughs> hey, Mister Poopy Butthole, just destroy yourself. All right, guys. <laughs> Rick and Morty reference. All right, great, great reference, Morty. Um, I love that show. But it, you know, it, this 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 dark side lore that's been you know, and I've and I was investigating this. I'm like, well, where is this coming from? Where is this fear and 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 like what what am I afraid of? What is it that I'm afraid of? What is it that I want to do? Well, at the highest possible level, what do I want to do? Well, I want to I want to wake people up. I want to I want to be like I want to shake people and be like, "Hey, do you realize what's what's happening here?" right? Now, that's I can get into all the the details, you know, regarding that, but at the highest possible level, I want to play, I want to enjoy life, I want to have fun, I want to loosen up these, I want to change the game, you know, I want to be a part of, uh, of, the, of the people who are pushing the, the ship in, the, in a different direction, in a, in a more fun, enjoyable direction. But, you know, you can't do that unless you shine light on the problem, on what's going, what's going on, you know? So. Yeah, just getting pulled in this in this direction. Kind of investigating the the problem or or giving in to um I guess sort of the negative side of things. Because there's I guess there's a certain element of of faith that I lose when I look out at the world and see what people care about what they're engaged in what they're open to what's going on the 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 discourse that or lack of discourse that's happening in society the division um you know what's happening on the political stage like all you know all of these things that I look at and I say okay well you know that that I start to sort of like lose faith that people are going to be able to to pull through that we're actually going to be able to 
um, you know, sort of rewrite the script, change the narrative here. Um, and then, so there's that lack of faith, and then there's the questioning of my own beliefs that kick in, that go, well, well hold on a second here, man. So you're, you're, you're telling me that what your goal is, is to make everybody awake so that, we li- that we're living in some sort of version of a, a sort of a utopian level world? You know, and then, I'm, and then that something creeps in that says like, look, that's not possible because there's a lot of people that don't want that responsibility. And guess what, motherfucker? You're one of them. And that's like, holy shit. Like that, when that hit me, it was like, wow. I couldn't be more right about anything in my life. Like here I am this whole time talking about taking on responsibility and, you know, improving our lives and the individual, it's all up to the individual and all this stuff. And then I'm getting, I'm succumbing to the powers of the, of the dark side. And I'm the one that's getting, uh, you know, lured into this fear realm. And by that, it's really, really appealing. It's really appealing to criticize and judge others and live in fear and, you know, anger and, and say, like, oh, this person got this and I didn't get that or they, they did this to me and I got to get mine or these people are evil. They're the ones that are causing problems in our world. You know, it's so much easier to just project what's going on with ourselves and put it on the outside world. If we project it to the outside world, then we take the blame off of us. We take the blame completely off of us. It's not us. It's somebody else's problem. And then we get to play, we get to play a, a good role, you know, in, in this movie where it's like, we're the victim, man. Like, we're the victim. We need to fight against, against tyranny and evil and oppression. Like, that's the, we got to fight because we're victimized. We're victim. Everything that's happened in our lives, it's because of some oppressive force and something is is you know pulling the strings here that's beyond our control and you know we cast ourselves in this role as the victim and i i cast myself in the role of the victim i cast myself in this role of the victim where you know that i have this sort of like romantic hallucination about being this sort of like down and out um you know hero with a, you know, with that, like, uh, I, what is it? Like, like, I'm trying to think of the right word, not hero, but like maybe anti-hero or just this sort of, I don't know, Holden Caulfield-esque sort of like down on his luck troublemaker, you know, something poetic and romantic about just like, yeah, fuck it, man. It's all going to shit, man. Like, you know, it's fucked. It's fucked, man. Forget it. Like, we're all, it's, you know, we're nothing. We're just going to fucking suffer and die. <laughs> and that's terrible. That's horrible, you know? It's horrible. But it's easy. That's what I'm saying. It's easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. And it's like this, this warm custard cream inside of a donut that's just like, oh, man, just Bite into this. It's going to be delicious. Delicious. Don't you want to bite into this comforting sense of just nihilism and resentment and anger and bitterness and fear because the whole world's fucked and you're just 
you're just a victim, man. You're just, you know, poor little old you. If all these forces weren't working against you, imagine what you could do. You could probably do something great. And I'm, you know, terrified to, to admit this. Terrified to admit that I'm susceptible to this kind of stuff. And not only susceptible to it, but I indulge in it. I indulge in it. And it, and, it, and it gives me a certain sense of power. You know, I've, I've investigated this, and this is what I've been spending a lot of time doing, is doing this work and investigating and following these, these dots that, that are in my, in my being and, and saying, well, fuck, you know, like, that, that makes sense because when we take that role on, then what we can say is, well, well at least I'm in control now. If, if I can't, if all this stuff is out of my control and I can't do anything about it, well, then maybe this luring call to the dark side that's saying, fuck it, just give in, just play the victim. It's like, all right, fine. Because then I, I know that at least I'm in control of something. That I, can, that I can just crash the ship into the mountain. Ship into the mountain? Plane into the mountain. Whatever. I could just, I could take it and I could just nosedive. And, it, and if I'm going to, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out on my own terms. You know, it's like, well, at least I have control of that. And it's a very kind of deep fucked up thing. And it's like, well, where does that come from? Where does that come from? And I think for me, it probably came from childhood growing up and being in a situation that was out of my control, you know, my first authoritarian tyrants that I was exposed to were my parents, you know, I mean, they weren't authority, you know, but it's, it seemed like that at that age, it seemed like that. And they had their own troubles. And then I felt sort of useless to, to attempt to change their troubles as, as a child watching the adults saying, okay, well, they're arguing, they're fighting, they're stressed out, they're angry, they're bitter, they're resentful, they're, you know, they're going through tough times. What can, what, what can I do to help change that? And there was, you know, any effort that I made would just fall on deaf ears. I mean, I'd, like, 10, maybe I was like 13 years old and I'm like, Hey, why do you guys have to do this or that or whatever? Just trying to make some suggestions to improve the life around me. And it was always like, well, you're a kid. You don't understand. You don't know. You know, you'll find out when you're an adult, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're the kid. We're the parents, you know, what we say goes, just shut up and listen. And you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, fuck, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm new to this party. I was just born. I'm only 13. So whatever. I mean, there, but there's that inner knowing. There's that inner knowing, that sense of knowing that you know something that you don't necessarily intelligently understand or that you can't articulate, but it's just a deep, like, bodily sense of knowing. Like, something's off here. Something's wrong here. And for me, you know, like, the only thing that I could control, I guess, is just in terms of trying to get the, the attention of the parents who are, who are fighting, was to just f fuck shit up. 
Because if I if I fuck things up, if I made a mess, then the attention would come off of them. They would stop arguing with each other, and then they would look at me, and then I I would be centered as the problem. It would be, you know, that was my unconscious way of trying to heal my parents' relationship. Was like, okay, they're fighting, they're angry, they're mad, so they're doing the you know they're they're focused in on each other. Whatever I say is, is falling on deaf ears. They're not paying attention to me. So maybe if I go in the corner over here and just pick up this chair and smash it on the floor maybe they'll come over here and, and pay attention and then they'll stop fighting with you and that's and that's what happened you know so i i i assume that this is where these sorts of like systems of beliefs and this sort of way of coping with trauma you know originated for me it originated in this place like it originates for so many people you know so many people because childhood is is one of the, you know if not the most important thing i can't think of anything more important than than when you bring a new being into this world when there's a new life that's created a new human life that you do everything in your power to show that human life the way show them not tell them not yell at them not demand from them but show them lead by example and that's a you know that's a huge problem throughout our entire society nobody leads by example. I mean, not nobody, but there's some people, but, you know, for example, the politicians in our society, they don't lead by example. They're not setting a good example. They're not saying, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to show you how, how to behave and what's, you know, no, they, they demand and they tell us and they manipulate us through fear and, and all this sort of things, you know, we're trillions of dollars in debt. We start aggressive wars overseas, invade countries, occupy places, you know, topple dictators, install puppet regimes, you know, take people out. I mean, there's the list goes on. It's just like, you know, but you, but you tell other people, you know, no, don't do that. You, you can't, you don't do that, but we're going to do it. And we're, we're, we're going to do it because we're, we're going to keep you safe. Well, it's like, you know, that's not necessarily somebody that you would want to learn from. That's not necessarily the kind of leader that, that is imparting wisdom to you know nurture you to grow you know that's so lead by example right anyway this this fear this 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 fear of like you know not being good enough or not um whatever it is you know th there's manifest like things that come out of the fear so another you know another example is like i would criticize maybe people who i feel like aren't really um this the kind of so-called spiritual gurus or you know people that they claim to be and it's like okay well yeah like well this person's like you know on social media and they're like Hey, you know, or they have like a crazy picture and they're like faces in the camera and they're like, my crazy ayahuasca trip, like tune in, like to find out. And there's this part, there's this like judgment in me that's like, they're just using these kind of mechanisms of, um, these sort of mechanisms that I, I sort of identify as being a part of the problem as like, and this, this, I don't know, this way of capturing the attention of of people to to bring them into some sensational 
talk to get clicks and to get likes and to get followers. And man, I saw dragons and like there were colors everywhere and there were these geometric patterns that, and I'm not, and like, you know, that's fine. That's I, I, I talk that way too, but there's the, the, but the unconscious part of me, this dark side shadow part of me comes up and it's saying, oh man, fuck this person, this fucking hack, fucking loser. Like they, they have to, they have to, you know, make some stupid face and write some clickbaity headline, you know, and then talk about how like everything is one and we're all one and everything's connected and, you know, all there is is love. And, you know, it's, and, and the, the, that judgment part of me comes in, but there, there is a certain grain of truth to that because here I am, I'm living my human experience and I'm looking at the world and I'm making reactions to things. I'm interpreting things in a specific way. And so if my and antenna is pointed at stuff and then and and the you know the frequency that i'm getting is reporting back to me something seems a little off here something seems a little weird here you know i think that's what made me a, a good comic was my 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 ability to sort of detect things critic you know break them down analyze them critique them and then present them in in sort of a a way that maybe people haven't really looked at it before or maybe just a different way right and i'm not saying that i'm right i'm just saying that when I'm when I, for instance, I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see some so-called spiritual guru person, like, you know, posting a picture of their, you know, they're in like Bali doing yoga and they're, you know, like they're some 21 year old in Bali doing yoga and they're like, you know, I I know the truth of the universe and like whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, like maybe this is good because you're you're putting positivity and you're putting light and love out into the world and you are communicating a certain element of truth and you're you're communicating your experience but I'm also seeing a certain level of I guess like spiritual materialism, you know, that that there's this and and this this could be also like my moral I'm figuring all this stuff out guys so bear with me it's like my moral superiority also kicks in and says no 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 I know the real truth and the real truth is that there is no real truth you know and then it's like oh, all right man you're just going to be that you're going to be paradox guy you're going to just be everything is and isn't there is no good or I mean that's that's you know people want some answers people want to feel comfortable People want comfort. They want they want to they want you to say something beautiful and amazing and enlightening and say yeah, yeah. They want to believe, you know. And I think that's why religions are so powerful. That's why patriotism works. That's why you know people pledge their allegiance. That's why you know corporations have ad seductive advertisements and you know um advertising is everywhere and these logos and everything it's like people want symbols they want heroes they want to believe in something they want to reaffirm you know the good and and that's that is good i think that is good but when i'm in that state of sort of dark energy and i'm judging and i'm critiquing I'm not offering anything that's constructive. I'm just being harsh. And why? I'm being a hater. Because I'm afraid. That's why. There's a fear there. There's a fear there that whatever 
whatever I'm doing isn't resonating with people or it's not good enough or, you know, that we're all fucked because people are still buying into the same bullshit and, you know, people aren't going to wake up and things are just going to get worse. So there, all these things, it, 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 it's not rational. It doesn't happen rationally. It doesn't happen in order. It doesn't make sense. It just starts coming on like a dark cloud and then it just starts cascading, snowballing, accumulating. And then I think, well, well, what can, what, what can I do? What's, you know, what is this thing that, that I'm doing and what, what can I do? You know, um, and really it's, it comes down to the, the point that, that I love so much that Joseph Campbell makes is the, you know, following your bliss and, and accepting the hero's adventure, accepting the, the journey, the hero's journey, accepting the quest picking up your sword and marching on. And now that's a great piece of advice, right? But not everybody is going to do that. And that's where, again, you know, sitting in this realm of like, of, of preaching like how we should be or what we should do or what's important to think or care about, it's like, maybe, but maybe people don't want to do that. You know, maybe people just want to forget. Maybe people just want to play out a specific kind of game. You know, the, the, the Hindus believe that life is a drama, that this is a big, great drama of life, a theater of life. And it's like if you could come here as this human carnation and accept this, this game, because all games and all stories are good because they establish rules. There's, a, there's limitations. And the limitations are great because with the limitations, you experience a push and a pull and, a, and it's, it would, it's what makes life worth living is the resistance, the the. The, the game rules, the limitations, you know, the world that the story is created in, right? And it's when we're born, we sort of get, you know, and hopefully if you're fortunate enough, you're born and we're all very lucky to be born in places where we have the opportunity to say, what kind of game do we want to play? What kind of character do we want to be? What kind of story do we want to create? What's worth it? What's not worth it? Right? And this isn't really like, you know, when I talk about this kind of stuff, I'm not coming from a place of moral superiority or like some sort of version of some pedestal of enlightenment. It's pretty simple, right? It's pretty simple. And you... The reason why a lot of people don't even realize that this is an option is because we don't teach it. It's not taught to people in a, in a mainstream curriculum. It's not taught to people in this way. We don't live in a society that, that is functioning out of a place of love. And again, 
here's more of and and by the way when i when i'm you know i'm going in i'm kind of like breaking these thought patterns down that i've been having over the past you know a couple of weeks so i think this way and i'm like okay well great right okay so we we want we would like to move society to a place of love right well is that even possible is that even in the character of the human being of every human being or are we living in a world that that is the way it is because that is the interesting drama of this game that's what makes the game interesting the game is interesting because there is darkness if it was all light we would you know maybe we would be bored i don't know maybe we would think that that would be a good idea but maybe we'd be sort of bored and if there's one thing I know, I know for certain is that human beings love stories. We love stories. We love heroes. And all of these stories and these myths, these hero stories, they're all the same. They're all, they all go on the, what Joseph Campbell identified as the monomyth, the hero's journey, the, the going and becoming, the diving into the, the world of the chaotic unknown and then re-emerging with something new to integrate back into the society, you know, going on this accepting the hero quest and venturing into the cave that you fear the most because there, there it lies the treasure that you seek. You know, or this T.S. Eliot quote where he says, you know, to go, to travel and to go places and to come back and to know the same place for the first time know the same place that you left for the first time. And so I'm saying like, wow, you know, that is great. And I really do believe that. I think that's great. But, but again, not everyone is going to be willing to accept that message, right? I mean, there's, and this, and this all loops back around to this shadow side, this dark side, this, this element of, this element that we sort of repress in society. And by repress, I mean like in the mainstream society, every single person who's getting in front of a camera, who's, who's doing something, whatever, when going into the office, you know, someone asks you, hey, how you doing? You're not like, well, let me tell you, I'm just, I'm crippled by fear and anxiety and worry. And, you know, I've been having these, these deep thoughts about, you know, my beliefs and my, if I have an ideology or if I'm being, um, you know, a fanatic or, or maybe I'm being a little uh, extreme and, and rigid, or maybe I've been crippling myself and self-sabotaging myself. And somehow it's tied into trauma of, of growing up as a child. And I haven't really fully integrated. No, nobody fucking says that. People just go, Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you? You know, like that Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, he's like, you ever just be fake? Someone makes you fake. You talk like something. You don't even talk like that. Someone would be coming up to you and be like, Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you? It's like, man, I don't even talk like that. <laughs> oh, man. Dave Chappelle. One of the greatest. And, you know, and, and actually just as a side note, you know, we're talking about Dave Chappelle. Comedy, you know, Comedy, I love, I, I love comedy. I think comedy transcends everything, you know, because I believe everything in, is sort of absurd in a certain way. It doesn't have to be, but, you know, 
there is this sort of element where it's like, okay, well, we have we have stand up comedians. Okay, you're you're in this little sanctioned uh, playpen over here. Of of we allow this kind of discourse and behavior to happen. We this is a, a sectioned out zone for silliness. And then it's like, okay, we have the Burning Man Festival and other sorts of gatherings and festivals, and those are sanctioned zones and times that we're allowed to be silly and weird and crazy. But in in everyday life, we have to put on a persona. We have to put on a mask, multiple masks. We have to put on the work mask, the relationship mask, the, you know, the whatever, you know, any situation that you find yourself in where you're not truly communicating your truth. You're not communicating your whole truth of your being. You're giving yourself away to this larger system and saying, take me away, just make me a part of this statistical mass of society, you know, which is what the society functions on. It wants that. It wants you to just be a number in the crowd so it can just make you like a machine. It's it's more efficient that way. It's more, it's, it's more, productive for for the the people that are controlling the levers and um you know by 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 doing this by by living in this world where we hide the shadow side where people do not communicate the dark sides of themselves where we pretend that everything is happy and everything is good and everything is okay and you know and e- and that that pretending even occurs when we do start reading you know enlightening sort of spiritual texts and work and you know listening to ram das and and things like that and it's like okay yeah like let's just let's let's give into this bubble now you know let's let's just work on this side and so what i'm saying is that we are definitely living in in an age right now where we have grown such a massive collective shadow that has been born out of our individual shadows that we either fail to recognize or, in my case, that I recognize and reject or recognize and, like, the arrogance of, of the devil himself defy, which I am really good at doing, is being defiant and disobedient. Either way, and I would argue that the way that I'm doing it is actually creates more hell for yourself when you know what you're supposed to be doing or when you know what you should be doing and you don't do it for the, the betterment of yourself, but rather to destroy yourself because, uh, it, because it's easier to. That just leads to ruin. That just leads to more suffering. And sometimes the suffering can be comfortable. You know, Some, that's, that's another thing. It's like, Sometimes suffering is comfortable for people because they'd rather be in situations that they're familiar with and that they know than be in new uncharted territories where they're uncomfortable and they're afraid. And yeah, this stuff's not easy. You know, it's not easy to be a hero. And I'm not claiming that I'm a hero. I'm, I'm just talking about the, the hero's journey. The, I, I think that we're all heroes. You know, when we're born, we're heroes. Coming into this world, we've chosen to to in you know to manifest into a human being you know from somewhere some form of energy brought us here because everything is energy and energy doesn't just disappear i don't know if anything just disappears you you have trash you throw it out it doesn't just vanish 
You know, everything transfers and transmutes and becomes something else. Something, a tree dies, it, it decomposes into the soil, it becomes something else. You know, a light bulb, where does the, where does the electricity come from? Does anybody know? Like, <laughs> I mean, what is it? What is energy? So whatever we've, we've chosen to do, we've chosen to come here for a reason. We've chosen to partake in this hero's journey. Um, and, and we are here now. And it's like, okay, are we going to go into that castle to fight that dragon that's hoarding all that gold? Or are we just going to say, fuck it, man. Let someone else do it. I'm just going to fucking, not my problem. Like, you know, there's a fucking, well, you know, we definitely live in, in this world that in this current modern civilization that we're in that does everything in its power to make sure that we we don't explore the deep core fundamental issues of our being that we're not permitted to explore our own consciousness that we're not permitted to enter altered states of consciousness to have direct experience with the divine with with the mystical realm with the transcendental we're not permitted to do these things and the way that things are designed are to keep us on a certain sort of loop but that shadow side builds up and we see that now this is all the problems that we have in the world are manifestations of this shadow side that's creeping out that's not integrated in a healthy way in our society that we don't we don't acknowledge people as as who they we don't encourage people to be who they really truly deeply are you know we encourage people to and, and some people give lip service to this, you know, they'll say, well, that's just great, you know, admitting that you, you, you struggle with fear and stuff like that. You don't hear many people talk about, that's fabulous that you admit that, but no, go deeper, dig, you know, and, and so, so this like, you know, Trump as president and, you know, all the things that have, have been happening, and it's not just Trump, it's not just when Trump became president, but it's just everything that we see that we, that are, that are, that is happening, right? And my my fear side that kicks in, and this whole thing, it's like, oh, this whole system, all this stuff, you know, it's it's oppressive. I'm a victim. Oh, you know, I can't deal with all this, and whatever I say and do isn't going to matter because it's just so overwhelming. And it's like this fucking crazy just dive into this loop of like, of this opening field of consciousness that, 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 that hits me and goes, wait a second. I'm a part of this. We're all a part of this. Everything that happens happens because we allow it to happen, whether we realize it or not, whether we're paying attention or we're not paying attention. Everything that happens in this reality happens because we've either tacitly agreed to it in some way we've passive, passively resigned you know to to just being complacent and acquiesce to just things as the way they are because of the way they are and it's just it's and it so it's easy to do that and when the society reinforces that it's like yeah that that's what this version of reality is that's the limitations those are the walls that's the the storm cloud on the outside that 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 keeps us into this certain kind of mode but it's there the shadow is there and it's real the fear the the paranoia the lust for for worship you know for people to respect you 
the ego that comes up with with thinking that you're superior that you're superior that you're better that you know more, you know all of these the dark side is everywhere and it's and what i'm saying is it's not it's not that we need to say well we need to kill it we need to put it away we need to burn it we need to hide it and i think that's a large part of of what's gotten us here is this sort of puritanical uh, way of living where it's like sweep it under the rug and don't give in to your don't give in to like you know hedonic pleasure or you know you're having too much fun you're laughing too much you know the, <laughs> this sort of thing this puritanical just terribleness shame and repression and oppression and you know authoritarianism and it's just it's 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 subjecting ourselves to indulge in this sort of mode of being. And if that's all you're used to, if that's all you know, if the structures of, structures of our society, you know, don't include for open, you know, for openings and, and cracks and holes into a glimpse of another way, then that's all you're going to know. That's your way. That's, you know, you just, you're a fish in water. You're just like, what's water? I don't know. Just, I'm living living my life. Yeah, and um and so for myself I'm criticizing, you know, this. I'm criticizing and I'm and I'm failing to recognize that I'm actually criticizing myself. I'm criticizing the the oppression that I allow to happen with myself by setting limitations, you know, by by believing or questioning things and then not having any sort of um I don't know confidence, I guess I could say in in what I do and Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, when that happens, and Jordan Peterson talks about this, he talks about, like, you know, why his work is so important is because he's, he's like, look, man, like, the degradation of the individual contributes in a large part to the degradation of the society. When individuals choose to live in the lie, when individuals participate in living in the lie and move away from the truth, that's when we've seen the greatest catastrophes of all time happen. The, 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 the gulags, you know, the, um, the Nazis, uh, Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, you know, um, Maoist China, all of the terrible, horrible situations that we see happening in the world is, you know, it comes at the hands of our, of our, from our own ruin, from ourselves. And, and, for me, I'm realizing that, holy shit, I am actually participating in that myself. By, 
you know, by not taking up the sword, by not being brave, by not being courageous, by not having confidence, by not doing the work, by by ignoring the integrating the shadow side, by by being arrogant and saying that I, I'm not afraid of anything and I don't have any fears and, you know, all this sort of stuff and being critical and judgment, all of that, it's just, it's just chipping away and chipping away. And then there I am degrading myself and ruining myself. And then that therefore projects onto the outer society. If the, if I'm an individual, if society is only indivi- a mass of individuals, then I'm a part of that. I'm an individual that's making up the greater society. And the more people that act that way, then there you go. So it's been very difficult for me for the the past um, couple weeks, you know. It's just living in this space and battling with this, going up and down uh, and really wrestling with a lot of different thoughts and different ideas and different perspectives, you know, because when I was, when I was down in Peru, I was reading Jordan Peterson's book, 12 rules for life, which is a great book. And, you know, he, he, he dissects these biblical stories and he's very much like a Joseph Campbell, but maybe a little darker and, you know, <laughs> um, and, and he takes on the biblical stories more than any other sort of myths um, that Campbell would take on, like from the Upanishads or the Hindus or the Vedas, or, you know, the, the, yeah. So I was reading this book and I was going to ceremonies and working with ayahuasca and I was having these ceremonies. I was having some dark ceremonies, you know, I was having some crazy shit come up and, and I really was trying to understand what Jordan was talking about in his book, like, you know, Cain and Abel and Cain's utter contempt for the goodness of his brother Abel. And and that contempt spiraled out of control because, you know, Cain had cast himself in this role as the victim and he had given in to resentment and he had given in to hatred and he had given in to the dark side, this this evil path. And and then he became so upset at at everything that was going on in his life that he had utter contempt for the very nature of being itself, of just the nature of being alive and and life. And then Peterson goes in to talk about, um, I forgot the guy's name, one of the Columbine shooters and his letter, Eric, I think his name was something, Eric Harris. And uh, he talks about this Columbine shooters and he's like, this is one of the most terrifying things you'll ever read. You know, because this kid clearly gave in to that Cain desire and just, you know, had contempt for being itself just going down that dark path giving into bitter resentment hostility judgment criticism fear all of these things and then lusting for the power to do something about it to cause to bring about some form of chaos to inflict your mark upon the world and say hey you know i'm going to take control and i'm going to introduce a little element here of craziness and, you know, he talks about, well, why doesn't the kid just kill himself? He's like, well, because that wouldn't, you know, make his point. So they have to take out, like, all these people, and then they kill themselves because just to say, to say hey, I really meant what I said. I re- and, you know, so many people look at when these things happen and go, my God, how could something like that happen? How could anyone do such a thing? 
And it's like, well, why are we seeing these sorts of school shootings and this 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 crazy, insane phenomena of the of the mass shooter? What is happening, right? And people look at it and they have these surface level sort of identification. Well, you know, uh, it seemed that he was, uh, you know. Uh, a quiet kid and uh you know uh, whatever whatever the reasoning may be they never look at the deeper societal level of what kind of society what kind of culture do we live in that allows for this sort of symptom to rise to the surface there's a greater disease here and this is one of the symptoms of that disease so what is it what's producing this why is this something that if we have this society if you look at it like it's um like an organism or whatever, what is giving birth to this sort of thing? Why is this sort of thing popping up? Why is this sprouting out of this greater thing? And well, I, I, I would think that it's because we're not, we're not integrating our shadow sides in a healthy way. We're living in this false world that's not catering to people's true nature of being. And some people fucking snap. And they give in, and that dark side temptation is so powerful. And it's like now I'm I'm in control. Now I am I am the destroyer of worlds. I am Satan. I am hell itself. I will bring upon you know a reign of 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 terribleness to show you people like hey you know whatever like the the, the, the but. This and when I was, ha- I had these ceremony experiences, and I sort of like it felt what it was like to be in that sort of way of thinking. And the sad, the sad part about it, or the not really the sad part about it, but maybe the scary part about it is that I actually understand it. And that was a, a turning point for me because it's like, okay, once I think once as we accept that, like, that's a human being, and we're human beings too. And we all have the capacity to do terrible things. However, we don't acknowledge that in our, in our society. We don't necessarily acknowledge that, right? Like from the, the projections of the society, the leaders of the society, America is the greatest country on earth. We are the greatest thing ever in the history of the entire multiverse. What we say is just, you know, the best it's the tops, man. You know, America is the, the home of the free, the land of the brave. I think I reversed that, but whatever. I don't care. It's just, it's this crazy, crazy level of, of, of arrogance to say that we're the best and what we say goes. And, and this is how we should behave and we should act. We shouldn't entertain any level of criticism or doubt or reflection or say, now, was that, should we do that? Or is America, are we the, are we good? Or, you know, may, could we be better? You know, maybe we've done some things that are wrong. No, it's always, you know, just straight up, America's the best, America's the best, America's the best, it's the greatest thing ever, you know, everybody worship, and if you don't worship, then there's something wrong with you, then you're evil, you know, and that, you know, that, that repression of that dark side, acknowledging the fact that, like, no, we're not perfect, that we actually do 
have fears and worries and anxieties and we do want to, you know, punch somebody or hit someone or, you know, just why is that thing like that? Oh, I'm so mad. I could just scream, you know, but we don't showcase these emotions in public. We don't allow for these emotions in the workplace. We don't allow for these emotions in the mainstream society. You don't turn into the news and the newscaster says, hey, how's it going, everybody? You know, I hope everyone's doing well out there. I'm not really doing too good. Uh, You know, I'm a little worried. No, they're like, hi, and welcome to the news today. You know, Donald Trump in Russia talks with Vladimir Putin, where Trump says he's not sure about what the, you know, he's not sure about the official story of Russian spying. What do you think about this, James? Well, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, Tom, well, it's absolutely insane. I mean, this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You know, so there's this just this shallow, you know, facade everywhere you go in this culture, right? And so I guess if like, if I'm trying to kind of tie things together and keep a through line here through this show and through this podcast, it's like, what I'm talking about is, well, I'm talking about my personal struggle and my, you know, development within, you know, navigating these waters. I'm talking about the separation of, of cultures and, you know, what, what a culture of love, you know, operating from a place of love and connection and community and deep understanding versus a programmed reality, a controlled version of reality, a reality that doesn't want to acknowledge the dark side, the shadow side and the problems versus one that does. And then how, as an individual, we're supposed to show our, show up in this world and how we're supposed to handle these things and how we can, you know, choose to 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 fight on and but also how powerful that lure to the to the dark side is and and i think it may it might have something with to do with like being a male you know like this kind of shiva the destroyer uh aspect you know i mean i think it's more common in men to want to like just knock things down destroy things smash things and uh and that's definitely an aspect of of me as well and I think there's a certain level of just complete defiance and and hostility towards anybody that is um you know that that's that's trying to you know take take advantage of me. And and by that I mean like just anything. It could be anything, right? Um and so there's there's you know there's this like, there's this sort of like total arrogance that it's like well fuck that man i'm i'm gonna you know I, i'm just gonna fucking do things the you know in a certain kind of way where i'm in control of my own suffering you know and i i mentioned that before and that was the control that i was talking about it's like if it on a deep unconscious psychological level that i had to sort of extract out of myself it's like well, yes, if I, can just, if I can just inflict my own suffering, then I don't have to worry about being susceptible to falling victim to anybody else's suffering because I already know that that's existing. I'm like, oh, well, okay, I'm just a product of the system. I'm just a, a victim and, you know, whatever. I'll just suffer and it'll be at my own hands and at least it's in my own control. And that's, a, that's you know, that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about here. And I, w- I would think that a lot of people probably behave in these ways and maybe they don't even realize them. Maybe they don't know, you know? 
and it's it's really fucking hard to to combat this especially if you're isolated if you're alone if you're you know if you don't have people around that you can talk to about these sorts of things if you're not really sure if you're not feeling confident if you don't know where to start if you don't know how to put it into words or articulate it or if you don't know how to do anything about it it could just it could just totally take over and there's another issue which is if the the one where if you do recognize what's going on and this is again for where this fear plays into me it's this fear of responsibility is really what it is this fear of like oh shit like i opened up this closet and all this shit fell out of the closet i i i knew i had to open up the closet eventually but fuck man like i don't want to clean up all this stuff now i don't want to pick up all these things and rearrange them and dust them off and decide what i'm going to keep and all that's just too much work man i'm just going to keep like you know i'm just going to keep staying down here and just in this low level zone and just kind of like i'll just leave that mess there and i don't know who knows something will happen eventually <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think a lot of people do that and because it, it is, it is difficult, you know, it is difficult. It is difficult to do the right, not necessarily do the right thing, but do the best things that you could possibly do for yourself. And again, and also I just want to shed light on something else too, that just came to mind. We get so many messages out there from people who are so-called spiritual leaders or gurus or entrepreneurs or, you know, podcast hosts or YouTube people or whatever that, that, that are offering these feel-good messages, these feel-good messages, feel good, feel good, feel good, but who also create this sort of like, I guess, Tim Ferriss robot efficiency, you know, pressure on people where it's like, be the best, do the best, eat the best, eat the cleanest, eat the greenest, eat the healthy. This is good for you. This isn't good for you. This is good for you. This isn't good for you. And it's just, we're just inundated with so much stuff that it sometimes creates a level of stress and anxiety that it's like, fuck, I, I'm not being perfect. I'm not living up. And I, and for me, that's why I deleted five podcast episodes that I recorded we're trying to release to get this one out. And I tell you right now, I'm not feeling too great about this one either. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now, like, shit, I should have said that. I should have said that. I didn't talk about this other thing that I wanted to talk about. Or, you know, I, I read this, this Jung book and I, it's just, I wish I had more that I could give from it, but I, I only remember like a, a little tiny fraction of it. And I'm like, I'm like angry about that. You know, Oh no, why? Da, da, da. So what I'm saying is it's almost like this information paralysis that, that that happens for me or this this sort of like overload of like my god there's so many perspectives there's so many beliefs there's so many ideas there's so many philosophies there's so much to learn and know out there while I'm not ready yet I can't like I can't talk about it I can't comment on it I don't know which one's the right one um and combined with like this persona pressure of perfection that we see on social media and in the mainstream media and everything where everybody's presenting their persona everybody's talking about how to live their most you know to be the the most optimal that they could possibly be and i i say yes i say of course we should all do that but there's a lot of pressure that that creates on people to try and 
be perfect and to, you know, to uh, don't eat a carb and, you know, don't miss a day at the gym and, you know, all this kind of stuff and, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. and do this and have this routine. And, you know, that, that can create a lot of pressure for people when they're, when they feel like they're not living up to some version of perfection that they're seeing out there. And this, this whole thing combines with like, you know, that sort of thing with my, you know, giving into the dark side fears and anxieties and worries and, and judgments and that sort of stuff combined with, with that feeling like, well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not making sense enough. I talk about things that are way above my head that I don't really fully grasp. And then it's like, okay, this is, this is coming out of fear. And acknowledging that, be like, oh, oh yeah, okay. There's the, there's the shadow. There's the dark side. There's the, there it is right there. Listen to it. Listen to your body, man. Listen to what's going on in your body. Listen to the messages that you're getting from your environment. You're, maybe you're wrong, but maybe you're not. And how do you know if you're not communicating it, if you're not sharing it, if you're not reporting your news of the day? Your true, your truest self, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, all these sorts of things. If you're not letting that out and communicating that, and then it's like, well, how do you know what's true and what's not? How do we know what what are good agreements and bad agreements? And how do how do we know these things? How do we know we're not projecting? How do we know? You know, so this this all this fear, you know, is rolling around in me, and it's just like, man, like it, it you know feels good, sort of. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but it, it feels good short term. And, and then I had this thought where I'm like, okay, well, I've been reading a lot of stuff and there's obviously a lot of things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about the state and how it functions. I want to talk about, uh, you know, corporations and, banks and I want to talk about UFOs and I want to talk about I want to talk about every everything that I find interesting. I want to talk about the education system, this predatory student loan uh problem. You know, this stupid is I can't believe we live in a world where there's actually a show on television called Paid Off. That's how bad the student loan debt has gotten. You know, I want to talk about the you know the wars and all this I want to just talk about you know, I want to talk about all of these things that I find to be extremely important that are going on. And then I'm, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, while this is happening, I'm just swirling in this soup of fear and, and anxiety and, you know, depression and just, uh, you know, giving in to anger and bitterness and resentment and judging and criticizing. And it's just swirling around like a terrible fucking diarrhea shit going down a toilet and never flushing and clogging up the toilet. And it's just like, oh, that's just terrible. And then I had this realization where I was like, well, if there's one thing that I know, I know that everybody wants love. And not to get all hippy dippy on you guys, but we all want to feel like we're worthy. We all want to feel like we're a meaningful part of this world, that we're doing something that's meaningful and that has purpose, and that people show us care and affection and love. 
You know, we all, everybody, everybody wants that. And if they don't want that right now, they did at one point in their life when they were born. Every person was a baby that was curious, that was full of wonder and awe and excitement and exuberance and just, wow, you know, like the mind of a, the curious mind of a child, the, you know, the love that, that you feel when you're, everything is magical, right? You're living in this magical world. And so I thought about this and I was like, well, I, I, I suppose it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, in my, I'm addressing my fear and my judgment. I'm like, well, I suppose it doesn't necessarily, I don't necessarily need to be on the same level as the people that I'm learning from. I don't, this podcast isn't necessarily about me packing in the most amount of information. And I was like, well, what do I know? Well, communicate from a place of love to combat the fear, man. Move into a place of love and compassion for yourself, for me. And then there's, you know, that voice that comes out, well, I love myself. Of course I love myself. Do you? Do you really? And, you know, I, 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 the last episode I did, I was talking about depression and stuff. And, you know, I had this idea of like, well, I... I could treat myself like, you know, like a company, Mike Incorporated. Well, what does Mike need to do to meet its end goal uh, of growth and, you know, happiness and pleasure and fulfillment and satisfaction and joy? How can we achieve those things every day? Well, it's like, well, you got to do certain things in order to produce that. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm afraid because there's a, it's responsibility and that's work. And what if I fail? And, you know. <laughs> and that's, that's a sort of story loop, to use a, a Westworld term. That's a sort of story loop that we've been programmed to believe. It, I love the show Westworld. And, you know, in the show, it's, it's you know, it's... It, it's a uh, it's a theme park, you know, and there's these the robots, and the robots become conscious, they become awake, and they realize like, oh my god, we've been living in these programmed story loops that there's an architect behind this whole thing, someone created us, and we're living in their version of reality, the rules that they set and the limitations that they imposed, and we don't we don't have free will and we're not conscious. And then they awake to that and they realize like the horrible truth, the horror of that and go, my God, we got to do something about this. We got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get to the, a better place where we're not being manipulated and we're not being controlled. And, you know, Joseph Campbell talks about these myths, these myths that inform the society. Myths are metaphors for what's going on inside of us. These characters, these symbols, these stories, they're everything that's happening in ourselves. The devil and God are both inside of us. And these stories that, we, that people write throughout all of time, you know, the Brahman, um, you know, Lucifer, the, um, I, I'm, I'm blanking, but like, you know, American Indian stories, 
uh, all of these stories that have these characters, you know, Zeus and all this sort of stuff, it's all these characters come from the the energies that are that are tr- that are inside of us they're they're manifestations of what's going on inside the human being the conflict inside the human being is then projected and manifested into reality in these in a way that we can understand a way that we can best understand and that 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 way of that we best understand is through drama and story and he says that you know we really need this a modern myth of today to sort of a, a planetary myth, maybe a global myth of this, you know, interconnected world that we live in now. And maybe a lot of the chaos that we're seeing in the world is because we don't have a real, true, singular myth that we can, that the society can live by. And maybe we, maybe we can't because maybe that's just too many people to crop into one area. And I think that that might be the case. I think that people would do best in smaller like-minded communities where they can establish their own agreements and their own rules and their own beliefs and, and live according to that in the community because it's a lot easier to get along with 150 people or 5,000 people than it is to get along with 5 million people. Or 500 million people. A lot easier. And it just makes more sense. You know, you you develop personal relationships with people. People don't become these others, these things, these numbers, these mass statistics. You know, they become actual human beings. They they have names, you know, they're they're people. When you when you name people, you you humanize them. That's why every time we go to war, you know, they call them insurgents or, you know, radicals or extremists or whatever. It's, it's to dehumanize them, dehumanize them, take that away from them and, and just make them these blobs of, of whatever we want to project on them, these evil blobs. But yeah, Westworld is a great show and I think that it's a, also, it's a very good representation of what I think our myth of the day to live by is, what we what is going on inside the human being and what we want to see manifest into reality. I don't think it's a show that is literally predicting like, okay, well, we got we to be careful with robots and AI. I think there's a deeper meaning to that show. And the way that I see it is the metaphor of the robots, of the uh, gaining consciousness and being, you know, becoming aware and awake is us. That's what we need to do. That's our story. Our story is the story of gaining consciousness and waking up to the reality of what's going on in our world. And, and you know, you see this with films like The Matrix and you see this, you know, played out in a, in a variety of different ways. The movie They Live and, you know, just countless numbers of, of film and entertainment have explored this topic of, you know, robots gaining consciousness or, you know, people waking up to some sort of deeper hidden truth and being exposed to, to the real thing that's going on, which is, you know, by the way, which is like very disturbing, you know, and I think that, um, Slavov Zizek had a good analysis of the movie They Live when Rowdy Roddy Piper gets the glasses where when he puts them on, he sees the truth behind everything for what it really is. He tries to convince his friend to put the glasses on and they get into this fight. Keith David is the actor. And, uh, and they get into a fight and it's like a brutal, violent fight that lasts like a couple minutes because he's resistant. He's resistant. He doesn't want to know the truth. 
He doesn't want to he doesn't want the responsibility. He doesn't want the burden of the responsibility of knowing the truth and therefore doing the work to make the change. And that's what I've been talking about really in this whole show is what's going on with me too. You know, I'm not immune to this. That it's like, oh fuck. Like I'm I'm expanding my consciousness. I'm seeing things from a different perspective. I'm learning things. I'm on this path of what I say I want to do, which is improve myself. Yet here I am failing to answer the call, failing to put the glasses on. Because there's a huge burden of responsibility that comes along with that. And for me and for most people, we don't want it. We'd rather just check out and and be and amuse ourselves to death. Like uh like this book that I read by Neil Postman, where he critiques television and how television is, and McKenna has talked about this, like television is like a drug. Television is a drug. It's programming us. It's informing us of what we should believe in and what we should, you know, what the values of the society should be and these sorts of things. And it's capturing our attention. It's, it's, a, it's waving a shiny thing in front of a baby saying, look at this. Don't look it over there. Don't pay attention to all the shit, the horrible shit that's going on. Don't pay attention to anything that seriously matters. Don't be exposed to anything that could potentially wake you up to a greater meaning or a greater cause. Or Don't, don't think that you have more power as a human being, as an individual than you do. We're telling you what the limitations are. We're imposing this reality and this game upon you. Now, buy into it. And for a lot of people, myself included, it's fucking great to do that. I mean, it's not in the long term, but it's it's great to just check out and just get high and watch, you know, the best episodes of The Simpsons back to back for like four hours and just be like, cool. I I don't need to accept the burden of the responsibility of improving myself. All I need to do is simply distract myself and 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 have some temporary pleasure, you know? But that's just, you know, like everything in life. It's like, well, why is it why is it designed that way? How come we're not just able to pick up on, you know, why does it have to be so difficult like that? You know, how come all the things that, how come hedonic pleasure, how come like eating ice cream every day, you know, is, is bad for us? You know, if we're these beings that, that are infinite love and light and all this stuff, then why do we have all these limitations? Why are we in this, in this restricted level of like, how come everything that we want to really indulge in and just go, you know, just entertain and feast and all this stuff eventually our 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 vices or whatever our pleasures kill us because it's it's just it's so it's so much there's no opposite it's just a complete realm of and it's and the other thing is that it's not lasting it's numbing it doesn't have a deep profound opening and lasting effect like the way of accepting the the sword and the shield and walking into the dark part of the forest and trying to slay the dragon and you know, putting those glasses on and seeing things as they truly are, because it's uh, it's 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 just it's what we sort of want to do as human beings. You know, we sort we we do want to just sort of lie around, and you know, I think that 
that that is what we have been doing for a very long time is just really enjoying our lives in this natural setting in these tribal hunter gatherer societies where people are living in community and things like that they're not they're not spending 8 hours a day 9 hours a day 10 hours a day uh you know at at an office job where they're doing something that doesn't really have any direct impact on 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 the good of the world and you know, themselves. And it's just these sort of abstract things that we're all detached from. And all of these, these entertainment pleasure things like just seep into the, into the culture. And it's just like, here, feed on this, feed on this, keep feeding on this, distract yourself, pleasure yourself, enjoy, enjoy. But they're all just, you know, and we know this from experience, from diving into these things, and I know this from experience, that they're temporary. It's temporary. They're shallow, hollow substitutes. They're consolation prizes for the real thing, the real meat, the real juice of life, which is something that requires us to have more backbone, more character, more integrity, more courage to 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 live and to walk that that path. You know, and that means, you know, take like making decisions where there's consequences where you're 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 falling out of like old social circles that aren't serving you and that are toxic. You're falling out of work relationships that aren't engaging your interests and that are looping you into a way of being that isn't good for yourself and, you know, you're whatever it is, relate relationships, anything, just standing up and and having a backbone and having courage and having, you know, honoring your integrity for yourself as a as a as a being and being like, "No, I'm not going to partake in this. I'm not going to be subjected to this kind of humility where I'm like, you know, where I'm living under this, you know, this, in this world that's constantly trying to exploit my, uh, you know, exploit our propensity to, to be entertained and to enjoy things and use that to, to twist and manipulate us into serving some larger agenda that, you know, that's, that fulfills, I don't even know if it fulfills, right? Because the people who are at the top, who are, who are siphoning off all of this profit and energy from us and all these resources and everything, are they even enjoying, I don't know. It's like, it's, they've created a prison and they've, they're, they're like, well, we have a prison and you people live in it and we're going to be the guards. And it's like, do you want to, like, if you have a choice of how to live in this life, do you want to live as a prison guard? Some people do because they get off on the power and the control and they feel like I'm the best. And I think that <clears throat> that 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 way of thinking comes from this sort of fear, this fear system, this shadow side, this dark side that hasn't been integrated because you know there's a there's a fear of death. There's a fear that we're all mortal and that one day we're we're just not going to be here anymore so there's this need to try and conquer that in whatever way we can by leaving our mark by making the history books you know by imposing our will and 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 dominating and controlling over other people and saying you know that 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 what we did mattered because we accumulated a, a lot of things or we a lot of people respected us or worshiped us out of fear or whatever and that's the sort of unconscious way of like fighting death, fight like defying mortality. And that that comes from that Cain like resentment for being itself, resentment for the very nature of existence. And I don't know how 
this changes. You know, I don't, I don't know how this changes. The only way that I know how this changes is going back to Westworld, is what happens in Westworld is when the robots awake, when they awaken, <clears throat> rather, the way that they awaken is <clears throat> a picture triggers her memory of something. And then she starts to question the nature of her reality. Doris, the main character. Dolores. Doris. <laughs> um, and then there's, I forget how, I think it's her father tells her, these violent delights have violent ends. And it's this, I think it's from Shakespeare. I think it's from Shakespeare. So there's this code that gets verbalized. This speaking into being happens. And <clears throat> she shares that with the other robots in the theme park. Spoiler alert, by the way, I forgot to say that if you haven't seen Westworld. It's a phenomenal show, and I'm talking about what the spoilers here. And so she shares this code, and other, the other robots start to gain consciousness and wake up. So I, don't, I, I think potentially, you know, what does this mean when, you know, when talking about waking up, right? Seeing the truth for what it really is. There needs to be a certain level of education, right? There needs to be a certain level of, of knowledge that has to be accumulated. You have to know. You have to understand the, you know, the way things are, are going. You have to be educated at, at the truth of things. And then you know, it's, there's a process. There's a, there's a cycle. There's that, the, the, you have to go on that hero's journey, constantly going on the hero's journey of retur- you know, going from the world of the, the finite reality of programmed existence and then venturing into the forests, into the deep waters of the unconscious, of the chaotic world, of the world of uncertainty and, um, you know, just, just the unknown. And then emerging back, coming back from that world with something new, with a new perspective, with a new insight, with a new way of operating, a new way of being. And the more people that do that, the more that this sort of code gets written that gets plugged back into the society. And then we keep plugging it in, plugging it in and plugging it in. And then before you know it, the game changes. And then there's a new hero's journey that needs to, that need, that people need to go on and we need to improve something else. And it's this sort of like, you know, baton race throughout history of the, of the human species of us collectively handing from one generation to the next of like, well, what do we need to do to, for the betterment of the species? And I think that's the larger, grander picture there of what we're, what we should be working on. And so, yeah, I think this, the show Westworld represents our modern day myth of the metaphor for us ourselves as human beings waking up to the reality of our programmed existence and then trying to do something about it to try and change it you know and there's another there's another theme in the show the show sort of follows um you know the show is sort of a, a representation of like of, of the story of the biblical story of genesis you know where it's like god looked out and created this world and you know the the they adam and eve lived in it and they lived in this perfect world and you know then they they ate from the tree of knowledge and you know he they gained they he told them not to and all this stuff and that's sort of what 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 plays out here in in westworld is this Anthony Hopkins, you know, he's like the creator. He creates this world. He creates the robots in, you know, the image of the human beings. And, and it, you know, it really takes on this, this cycle. 
or it plays out this way. And then you have a, a character in there, Ed Harris's character, who plays the man in black. He knows it's a game and he's playing a game that he knows is a game. But what he wants to play is he wants to play the real thing where the stakes are real, where where the robots have free will, where they're not uh, just these automatons that are playing out a certain role in a certain loop. He wants them to do something that's unpredictable, you know, that, that's, that's because every game, and I think they mentioned this in the show, you know, it's like every game is fun because there's a challenge to it that, you know, that if everybody was just following your, your orders and just loving you and worshiping you, you know, uh, unconditionally all the time, that would get boring. And, and especially if people were doing it out of command, like some North Korean situation or something, or, you know, there are people are being like, you must, you must worship the leader. You must praise the leader. You don't want that kind of, you know, you don't want that. You want people to genuinely come to the conclusion themselves that you're worthy of their respect or that you're worthy of their love. You know, it's no fun to just command people to do that. So that's what Ed Harris's uh, character in the, in the show is, is seeking. He's seeking something really real. He's seeking a, a deeper level to the game. And, you know, in a certain sense, if I could admit it truthfully, that's kind of what I'm seeking. I'm seeking a deeper level to this game. I'm, I'm thinking like, man, like, you know, if people could wake up like we could, things could be really fucking cool here. Like the, the, if we could all just kind of like deprogram and decondition ourselves from everything that we've been coded into learning and to knowing and sort of, you know, obviously, I mean, this is the value of the psychedelic experience is that it can decondition you from, from all these set programmed ways, like Terrence McKenna says in the beginning of this show. Anyway, listen, I, I have gone on for about a, uh, an hour and a half here, and I, I, really, I really hope that this episode was valuable and enjoyable, um, and there's still so many things that I want to talk about and so many things that I want to say, um, so many things I want to touch on, so many things I want to comment on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm even thinking back now to some of the podcast episodes that I deleted and saying, man, I, I had a good line in one of those. Like I, I said something really cool in that one and I deleted it. Damn. Um, but I, I kind of felt overall that they were just really messy. I guess that's a, a representation of where I'm at right now is that I'm feeling sort of messy myself. Um, but I guess if I, if I'm going to, end things here i want to go out with sort of like a tying it all together um part and, and quite frankly I'm, I'm not really quite sure what that what that is i'm not really sure you know what uh i i suppose that what my what my like message is or, or or anything like that you know for for this particular episode or just in general for things i've been thinking about and 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 you know ideas that have been rolling around in my head and that i've been entertaining and questioning and all these sorts of things because i don't know i still don't really know you know what what to do um the only thing I do know is that one thing 
that I can control is I can control what I put inside of my body, how much I sleep, what, you know, what I'm eating, uh, what drinking, what I'm watching, you know, all those things. And to focus, you know, kind of focus on a larger goal, focus on a larger mission or cause that will make it worthwhile to keep the game going, that will make it worthwhile to, to write a cool narrative. Like in Westworld, they say, they talk about the story narratives. And accept the challenge that comes along with pushing in that direction, you know, because it's not, it's not easy. And accepting the burden of that responsibility that comes along with that because it's worth it. It's worth it. And in the past like couple weeks, I was having a hard time trying to identify what was worth it because I was having a hard time trying to identify what is true and what do I truly believe in and what do I, and what do I think that I can do about it and how good can I be, what's realistic for me to do and all these sorts of things, this this swinging back and forth from, you know, thinking, having hope and, and having, you know, just having, um, you go giving into despair. Because I think, I think it's really, really easy, you know, and again, I'll, I'll just talk about, I think it's really easy to just put the blame on, on the outer world and, our, and everyone else. And it's much more difficult to say, well, okay, so our society doesn't create spaces for people to come together in this way. Well, you, you, you can do it. I can do it. I can, take the, I can take the time out. I can do it. I can, I can do the work. I can go down that path. And I, I just think it's more important now than, than ever before because we, you know, I used to think when I was sort of, you know, I'd rail against the state and all this stuff, and I, I still have this similar feelings, but I used to think that, like, well, why, why don't people, uh, why aren't people getting worked up at the fact that we've been, you know, we've had troops overseas for 17 years, and there's this war on terror that's just never-ending, and, you know, we're in trillions of dollars of debt, and no one seems, it's like, because people don't care because it's overwhelming. It's just so overwhelming, and it's so, de- we're so detached from that. And I, and I'm And I'm like, man, we live in this, like, 1984 tyrannical society the boot of oppression is on our neck and it's like well i don't know you know after reading this book amusing ourselves to death by neil postman it's like you know i think we do live more we live in this sort of in-between world right where he identifies 1984 as being you know orwell predicted that we would live in a world in this dystopian reality that uh what we fear would kill us. And then Huxley believed that we live in this world of what we love will kill us, will be the ruin of us. And I think we live in a combination of both of those worlds right now. We live in a combination of both of those worlds where where the fear and the terror and the oppression and the tyranny is real, but it's not overt. It's not direct. It's like kicked under the rug. It's put a smiley face is put on it. There's a, a theater and a show and a dance and a stage. And there's, you know, there's the behind the scenes curtain. Sometimes everyone, a guy runs out and you see the truth. And then it's like, oh no, that was just an accident. Oh, we didn't mean that. You know, and then there's, there's this, this just like 
this pleasure, you know, thing, this the dopamine rush, the hits of, of, you know, that you're getting from social media updates and likes and shares and this plugged in world and everybody binge watches Netflix and all this, you know, so we are living in this Huxleyan view of where we are pleasuring ourselves. And, you know, that's that we're creating that sort of prison for ourselves to distract us from what's really going on. And we're, we're voluntarily engaging it in ourselves. And at the same time, there is also a level of tyranny that is oppressing people and keeping the, the truth buried from people and and inflicting pain on people and locking people in cages and, and starting wars and, and killing people and being evil and doing all that stuff. So it, there, it, there is both of this stuff going on. Now, at the same time, what's going on is there's also people that are out there that are doing whatever they can to get their hands on uh, knowledge and reading and expanding their mind with, with psychedelic experiences and doing whatever they can to try and dig deeper because they sense something is off. They sense something is wrong. They're not really quite sure what it is, but they're getting a sense from their environment that something's off. And our, we're told in our society, our whole lives are told, no, you're wrong. This is the truth. What I'm saying is, no, your truth is true. It might not be totally true, but investigate it, find out, you know, discover it and measure that against what you know and, and hold your experiences up and what you learn and what you see and, you know, measure that together and say, okay, well, what makes sense? What feels right? What feels wrong? How do I, you know, make sense of things? And I guess it all starts just with, with being completely truthful, being, being totally, completely truthful about like what's going on and how you're feeling and what you're, you know, and being being totally completely truthful also to the the nature of of that dark side that you have and acknowledging that knowing that and then doing whatever is necessary to try and limit that from infecting you as much as possible but then integrating it in a healthy way so that it serves you and doesn't harm you and i'm still working that it's a work in progress right and you know jordan peterson talks about like you know these people that we look at who have risen to power and done terrible things, Hitler, you know, all these people, they didn't do it in this cartoonish, like, you know, Voldemort sort of way of like, I'm an evil guy and I'm taking over. No, they had the faith of the people. They had people who, who believed in it because the people wanted symbols and meaning and they want something to believe in and someone comes along and they play to that and they say yes and then when they, they, they get you know, they, they rise up for that. They play to people's, you know, dark side. Like, let's blame this person. They're the problem. This is, these are the solutions and we're going to help you and we're going to fix you. And I know there's, you know, there's a thousand things that I, I want to say left more, but the last thing I'm going to say is that it starts, it starts with acknowledging that within us. And it starts with us trying to do something to educate the youth to the, to use to how to use and operate this body and this mind and this thing that we have here, the powers that we have of it and, and what we can do as individuals to try and, you know, right the wrongs and steer the ship and decrease suffering and increase happiness and joy and productivity and meaning and connection and, and a sense of worthiness and a sense of vitality that we can really play this game to its fullest level and everybody can participate if they were only, you know, if they were only properly educated into, you know, by a society that's operating operating out of love that that, that respects every single being that wants to see every single being awakened to the truth and to living up to their highest noble good. So 
it's a big project, but we got to start somewhere, I guess. And I don't know, I guess this is my way of attempting to try and add something to that. And I'm just, I oftentimes think, well, like, what do I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I would like to think that this is somewhat valuable to people out there that are listening. I'm very, very grateful that you've listened to this podcast. Um, and I don't even know if, I don't even know if this is like, you know, like a podcast, you know, uh, it feels weird to call this a podcast. Like when I meet people and they're like, Oh, you do a podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. I listen to some podcasts. Like who do you have on your show? And then I release episodes like this or like the last one. It's like, what is this? But anyway, those of you out there that are interested in this sort of thing, that get this sort of thing, that like this sort of thing, great. You know, there's, it's not, a lot of people are just going to say this is stupid or I'm insane or, or this is weird or whatever. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to make sure that we're not ushering in a new generation of people that are going to be programmed into this robotic world where the story arcs and the narratives are written by people that aren't us. You know, that we actually can, can move into ourselves and take over and, and enter into the writer's room and start writing our own narratives and our own scripts that we know that fulfill us at the deepest level of, of what being a human being is all about. And maybe that's, you know, for me, I don't know, maybe I'm delusional, but I just think that's the only good fight there is for me. Everything else I see is kind of just, you know, and, and again, maybe the, you know, this is more, more stuff to, to question. It's always, you always have to question. I always need to question because I never want to be somebody that presents things as I know the truth and listen to me. And, you know, if, if we did this, then the world would be great. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, let's get the dialogue going. Let's get people talking. Let's get people asking questions. Let's get people learning a little bit more. And if I could do anything to maybe like nudge that in, in, a, dire- in a certain direction and having fun, having fun too, because there's, you know, this isn't all about like bookish learning and all this stuff. This is about what I think life should be about, which is it should be, we should try and make life as enjoyable as possible for ourselves. And I'm going to start with doing that for myself and you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get back in the flow of doing the podcast in the way that I really want to do it. So I just want to say, I guess, uh, you know, thank you all for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you for going on to iTunes and leaving ratings and reviews. Thank you for going on to Patreon and donating. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. I love hearing from you people. Uh, I love getting emails, Instagram messages, Facebook stuff, Twitter, whatever it is. Let your shadow side out. Let me hear it. I want to know. Um, be real. Be truthful. Always show up. You know, being the unique person that you are that uh, nobody else in the world is well, ever like. And that's a cliche. And I'm not going out on a cliche. Um, <laughs> but, you know, all cliches are true. They've just been kind of tired. But, you know, that uh, I, guess, I guess I'll just go out on another point that I like to make is that we we have the right to do whatever we want to do as long as we're not causing any harm to anybody else and the the fact that we are living in a place that punishes people for 
attempting to live their truest self and attempting to explore the 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 realms of their unconscious and and live their fullest human life and and have the most full experiences which include the psychedelic experiences is the biggest tragedy of all time it's the biggest tragedy of all time and the and the fact that we bring up new beings of life new kids into this world of this voluntary prison of suffering that we create into this paradigm of fear that we that we then have to wake up from and then fight from a place of you know from a place of healing is 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 a massive tragedy a massive tragedy cuz we could do so much better and i'm going to try and do better by not giving in to the dark side and giving up and playing the victim but rather, you know, being the person that I know that I could be and being the person that I know that I have been, which is the kind of person who doesn't want to, you know, I, I don't want to go and cause chaos, but I can bring chaos if chaos is brought upon me. And that, that, that goes back to Jordan Peterson's integration of the shadow, knowing that you're a monster, knowing what you're capable of, knowing that you are a human being that has the capacity for evil, just like all the other people in history that have carried out evil that we like to separate ourselves from and say that we're not like them. But we are like them because they're like us and we're all networked together, we're all connected and we're in this thing together and we could collaborate to make things way better. But it starts with spreading, you know, it starts with investigating things for yourself. That's where it starts. It just starts with opening yourself up to new possibilities and new perspectives and for you to investigate the truth of your being and the, and the nature of reality and you asking questions that, that matter to you. And it's a fight, you know. For me, it's, it's I, I had the failure to acknowledge that it's a battle every day because I am strong with the dark side. <laughs> I'm strong. I'm very strong with the dark side, but I'm also strong with the light side. And I need, you know, like in the force awakens, Kylo Ren is sitting there and he's like, I feel it. The call to the light, you know, we're always constantly being pulled in these directions. We can choose whatever game, whatever narrative we want. You know, there's challenges, there's resistance. We can't just magically think of something and have it appear. You know, I'm not saying that. But by collaborating and communicating and connecting truth with each other and openness and honesty, we have a shot. Well, I hope this was good. I hope this made sense. I hope this didn't just sound like the ramblings of an insane lunatic who is, uh, <laughs> who's so what sometimes I feel like, if I'm being honest, which I am trying to always be honest about. Everybody's got to, you know, everybody's got to do their part or not. You know what? I had a good ending. Why the fuck did I add that? Mr. Rogers. I saw the Mr. Rogers movie recently. And it was beautiful. It was great. Because here's a person who really got it. He was like, children matter. Children need love. And we need to show people love. And he just, 
he just moved, he lived in a place of magic and curiosity and wonder and childlike amusement and awe. And if we can really bring that sort of compassion for ourselves and remember how we used to be when we were children and get that going and, and, and sort of, you know, put that into the, the priority of the hierarchies of the values of what the society should strive for and not just make it this little thing that's over there. Well, there's this nice little show over there. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, honey. You're learning two plus two. That's great. Good, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And section everything off and separate everything and give these sanctioned zones of allowable opinions and approved opinions and, you know, sanctioned opportunities for fun and excitement and, you know, programmed levels of joy and things like that. But if we can integrate every single thing into the whole we could we could really do something really magical here and if we can live in a if it's possible and i've experienced it i've ex, i've i've experienced total euphoria and ecstasy and pleasure and living in a place of pure bliss and joy and purpose and meaning and and it's possible it's it's there and if that exists if that's if that's available to the human being then our our community of of wise old elders should be sharing this with the other versions of ourselves who are just living a different kind of they're just inhabiting a different meat suit and looking at things from a different perspective but they're all a version of us we're all a version of the same thing so let's help each other and that's what i'm going to end it on Let's help each other and love each other. And it starts with helping and loving yourself. And I'm going to go and help and love myself to the best that I can. I need your help too. I always love when you guys talk to me. So talk to me. The other thing I was thinking about doing was I was thinking about maybe doing a listener questions episode. So if you guys have questions, if there's anything you want to know about me or the things that I talk about or anything that you want to know at all about the psychedelic experience or whatever, let me know. Uh, Email me. Go to my website and email me and I'll read the questions on air. I was also thinking about doing, uh, for anybody that's interested who's a part of the Patreon uh, page, maybe doing a, a podcast with uh, you people and doing questions that way. And so I'd like to do like a fan episode. So let me know what you think. And if you love the show, please go and support it on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and then go to Patreon and, uh, and you can, you know, you can support for as little as a dollar a month. And, uh, you know, sometimes when I say this stuff, it sounds weird because I'm like, I'm communicating this, like what I believe to be this message of like total truth and real raw honesty. And just like, what's really, what really matters in the world and all this stuff and how I get bitter and resentful for people that sort of like sell out and market and do all this kind of stuff. But you know what? I got to feed my ego a little bit, right? No, I, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, showing some love and uh, letting other people out there in the world know um, who aren't a part of what we have here at Mycadelic that, hey, this is something good, you know, and, and if you believe in the things that, that I'm saying, if this resonates with you, then by, you know, leaving a review or sharing the show or retweeting it or whatever, you know, telling people about it, 
whatever you do to spread it, if you believe in it and if you spread it, that's uh, that's really what it's all about because I, I do believe in the larger message of the deeper things that, that I was talking about. And uh, again, all, you know, I'm just some fucking guy that's talking. <laughs> so if you, if it if it resonates with you, if you like it, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. All right. I've gone on for far too long with this like outro. I I I deeply love each and every single one of you out there that listens to this show and I I I'm so grateful that I have an audience that allows me to to talk this way. And um yeah, I I just I feel so uh so grateful. So thank you. And until next time. Bye.